Betches Media presents. I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. Do you like beer, Senator, or not? Uh, my party is going bat crazy. Ah! You're the pop. It's alternative facts. Oh, goodness. The Betches Sup Podcast. America! Hello, and welcome to the Sup Daily Podcast. I'm Sammy Fishbein. And I'm Amanda Duberman. And the Betches Sub Podcast is your daily rundown of all the craziest shit going on in the news, brought to you by your two funniest friends. Which is us. It is us. We're here. We're here. We haven't done the show together for a while because we've had the Pride, the Pride Fridays. Pride Fridays. Yeah, I know. They've been great. Um, It's it's still June. It's still June. It's still Pride. Yeah. It's still Pride. Not ready to say goodbye to Pride yet. But um, yeah, last night. transition from month to month is very strange in these times. Right. Right. I, what is my, what are months? Like I saw this meme. It was like, I'm still processing what happened in February, but I'm two days away from July. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. And February was a short month. <laughs> right. Oh man. Uh, but March was really the month of trauma. If you want to. Yeah. March, 2020 was the one that will, that will be like a season an HBO season in like five years. It will just be called yeah. March, 2020. I always thought March was the worst month, and now I have evidence. <laughs> Interesting, but I do feel like there are a lot of March babies. Like March is tons of tons of B days. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Aileen's birthday, my father's birthday. Oh yeah, and I just yeah. always remember it's International Women's Day. <laughs> I've had that in my head for Keep content planning for years. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, last night um, to close out Pride Month, we had an amazing live show that Brian and Chris were so great in. And if you missed it, um, you could still you could still get a ticket. You could still watch it, betches.co slash pride. But more importantly, or equally as importantly, um, we are having our very own live virtual show, America's Zoom birthday party, this Thursday, meaning th- two days from now. I was like, three days? I don't know what day it is. I know. Um, it's finally coming. This Thursday, July 2nd at 8 p.m., there's going to be games. We have Eric Swalwell. We have Ted Lou. They're playing a game against each other, which mm-hmm. is super exciting. Um, we have comedians. Elise and Brian will be leading a game of, wait, did this happen this year? Or wait, was that this year? What's it called? It's called, wait, was that this year? And um, we made that game this week, and it's just a bunch of questions like, did this happen this year or last year? And it is truly difficult. It was truly it difficult. It was really hard to find things that weren't like obviously old because – yeah, the January, November 2019 to January 2020 was all, was just a different, a different world. So Truly that'll be crazy. really fun. The Swing State trivia is definitely going to stump some people. We're playing that with um, Elise and Brian will face off against Priyanka Arbindi and EJ Baker from Crooked Media. We're thrilled. I think it's going to be really, really fun. We're so excited. And 100% of net proceeds, um, meaning like all the money that doesn't go to the platform, goes to the ACLU Voting Rights Project. Um, so the ticket is only $10 and 80% of the ticket goes to the ACLU Voting Rights Project to stop voter suppression, which is more important now than ever. So you are getting entertainment and you are also making a donation. And you can get that ticket at betches.co slash sup live. You can buy it all this week until the show happens. Yeah, and if you're not following us on Instagram, make sure you are because we'll still be reminding you. It can be hard with like virtual events to remember when they are. We will be reminding you throughout the week up until the, the moment of. You can buy tickets right before you will. We'll be putting it in your face and you will have every opportunity to uh, to buy your $10 ticket. The best is how you can like, so you, you buy it you know, on your computer, but you can stream it to your television if you have literally like any one of those, you know, a Roku or an Apple TV or 
what else, what do people use a fire yeah bullshit. i was thinking that last night when i saw you sharing that i was like that brita filter performance must have been excellent on a tv yeah we love we love a live show this is the entertainment of the future now that we're all like stuck in our houses um but yeah so betches.co slash sup live get involved worst case you made a donation to the aclu exactly all right what's going on <laughs> Oh, Trump, Russia. Oh, okay. Great. Uh, here on. I go. Popping yeah. off. <laughs> All right. First news story of the day. Uh, Trump's friendship with Russia might be a bit one-sided. So over the weekend, intelligence came out that Trump was aware of the fact that, the ta- that Russians had been paying the Taliban bounties to kill American soldiers. And Trump was aware about it and he did nothing and he still continued to invite them to the G7, which he hopes to be the G8 when Russia comes back. Um, it's going to be the G7. It's going to be the G6 soon without us <laughs> and them. There's going to be the G2 and it's just going to be... be Germany and like the UK. No, wait, there's going to be like... There's just going to be the G and it's Putin. <laughs> <laughs> GP. GP. General Putin. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So, the group of Putin. Yeah. So, it, you know, this story came out over the weekend. And even though it is sort of like a niche story and, you know, it is national security, which is, you know, doesn't get the same hype as, you know, some other stories tend to, um, there's just more and more coming out about this, you know, more indications that Trump had known about this for longer than we had, than we originally thought. Um, and we're also getting some evidence about concretely like which attacks were that were the Russians responsible for via the Taliban. So an invest. So let's take you back to last April. Good times. Didn't know it was coming at the time. An investigation over the killing of three U.S. Marines last April concluded that individuals linked to the Taliban were paid by Russian military intelligence to kill American soldiers. At least one American soldier died in this attack as a result. Um, and Trump was given a written, written intelligence briefing in February, February 2020, explaining this, but he either ignored it or didn't read it. Uh, the fact is he was aware or people had tried to make him aware of the fact that this was happening, even while he was trying to get Russia back into the G7. Um, Last May, May 4th, 2019, because I know we're jumping back and forth, um, this intelligence was included in the CIA's World Intelligence Review, which means that it's really high priority information. So people try, he was, they attempted to warn him a few times. He would, if he had missed it, it means he literally reads absolutely well, fucking nothing, it, yeah. which wouldn't be that crazy, but. Right. I know. I, the, the, the craziest thing about this president is that the first reaction is like, okay, but it was in his brief, but. We all, we all know he doesn't read them and actually an advisor just tells him what's in it twice a week. So the real question is, did the advisor tell him? It's like, that's his out. It's like, well, no, nobody gave me my spark notes of the, of the daily brief that I don't read that is literally curated just for me that I'm the only person in the world who gets to look at. Right. Well, I saw somebody point out that um, when the president has seen documents, I guess there's no way to really uh, prove that he has read them like as in like, oh, I read these words. Um, <laughs> but there is like at least, at, at the very least, things get stamped with, it says president has seen if he has like, if his eyes have been laid on the paper. Yeah. Um, so there is a way to figure out whether he was supposed to have seen it. At the same time, like it doesn't really sound that crazy to me that he wouldn't have read it. But yeah. at the same, but like people are telling you what it is. And like, what does he say when people say that to him? Like, okay. Like, exactly. Cool. And I think now his defense, which like I've seen national security people be like, when you see this kind of t- intelligence, 
it, it's crazy. This is shocking. I mean, probably not to you, Sammy, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like, it's like normal to be like, hey, let's like look into this more. But now it looks like Trump's using that as a defense, being like, well, I didn't know. They said it was probably bad intelligence. So they were like, we're going to look into it. And then nobody told me anything. Well, it was in the matter. Wasn't it in the World Review? It was everywhere. The intelligence Review? You would think that they bet what goes into that. Right. And like, I feel like there's still this, I actually don't think this still exists, but for a while it existed that like, I think maybe there might be competent people in the Trump administration or at least people that don't want Americans to die or most cynically, people that want him to be reelected. And we were talking about this this morning, like, Military and military families are a huge voting base in this country. Yeah. And Why would just let you, somebody wrote you like Russians are p- putting hits out on Americans and you were like, I don't, I, whatever. I didn't read that. <laughs> I mean, shocking. It, it, here's the thing. It's not like this. The act of it sounds like, obviously it's horrible to us because we are Americans, but this is the kind of shit that goes down in these, in war zones, like all the time. It's like, it's all, none of this is above board. You have, you have governments that pay, you know, militant groups to do various things all the time. You have America who has given weapons to sketchy groups throughout the entirety of like the latter 20th century. It's like, this is nothing new that this is not new in terms of like strategic things that people countries do. Um, so it it's also not like matches with the path of escalation and antagonism that Russia has been on yeah. with us forever. Right. It makes total sense that this is something that the Russians will do. It becomes questionable when it's like, okay, how are, how are people who support him going to get behind this? Like, you know what? Actually, I know how they'll get behind it. They just will. Like, exactly. you know what I mean? It's sort yeah. of how like, I know, you know, you, you have people who have witnessed family members and friends dying of COVID or being in the hospital with COVID, and yet they still think it's a hoax. So people believe what they want to believe because they want to believe it. Yeah, and that's absolutely. America. Yeah. I mean, Republicans are sort of speaking out, speaking out, like you said. So like GOP Senator John Cornyn basically said last night, like, oh, it doesn't surprise me that Russians are trying to help the Taliban kill Americans. I mean, we've known that for the, a long time. But 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 the president knew and he did nothing and he still tried to invite Putin into, I mean, Nancy Pelosi, all roads lead to Putin. Like mm-hmm. they're just deflecting, being like, this is, this is just what happens. I mean, Rep. Liz Cheney, who is like a big national security Republican, I guess, said in a Twitter post on Sunday, if reporting about Russian bounties on U.S. forces is true, the White House must explain. And a bunch of Republicans retweeted that one. But Rep. Daniel Crenshaw, who uh, is a member of the Navy SEALs, he basically amplified her message and was like, we need answers. We need to know what's going on. Apparently yesterday, uh, White House advisors or officials invited Republicans to learn more. Um, and I guess they're going to they're going to brief Democrats today. I don't know if Republicans were there were their test group. <laughs> they were beta yeah. testing their approach. See what well, they're, like, they're like. Republicans don't really care as much about American right. life unless they're a fetus. So we might as well try them first and then we can try everyone else and see how the reaction goes. If the Republicans don't go for it, we know we're in deep shit. We all know your hair and skin can sway your mood and impact your day in ways you can't underestimate. Sometimes what starts as a bad hair day quickly turns into a bad everything else day. I'd never found beauty products that really understood my needs, but ever since I switched to custom hair and skin routine with pros, I've noticed so many benefits. Healthier hair and skin, yes, but beyond that too. 
Since I started using Pros, I've noticed consistently healthy hair. Even with all I put it through with the heat tools and the hairsprays to get this pompadour sky high, it smells great, it looks fancy on the shelf, and I like that it has my name right on it. This formula is made for V. Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. And Pros isn't just better for you. It's better for the planet. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. They even have a review and refine tool, which learns from my feedback and adjusts my formula to keep up with the seasons and changes in my life. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription at pros.com slash feverdream. So get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash feverdream. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash feverdream. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. Whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of the things I like to buy on Etsy have little dachshunds on them or are four dachshunds. Dottie's got a whole litany of new sweaters and harnesses and all kinds of fun stuff that we get lots of compliments on when we're out on walks. A gifting moment is always just around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Do you think this would be a bigger story if we weren't in the middle of like a pandemic and the conversation about race were finally happening having I mean this seems like like I feel like when the Ukraine call broke through that that did break through or did it not break through no. to the mainstream until we started talking about impeachment it did not break through until impeachment um I here's the thing I think that like when it comes to national security unless you are unless most Americans are shown like a video or a tape or a or something that is like emotionally moving that happens to Americans I feel that people are sort of desensitized unless they are witnessing something. Like it took the George Floyd video to like the video of it to get people to care. Um, I, I kind of think that Americans like they follow their hearts in a weird way. Yeah. And it's really hard to get anything to break through that is not emotionally laden. Obviously yeah. the killing of an American soldier in Afghanistan should be emotionally laden considering it's yeah, like I mean, all tied up in 9-11. Right. Like when, I mean, will that, I wonder like if that, when that person is identified and like his family speaks out or her family speaks out or their family speaks out. Like, I don't know if that, honestly, this seems like it'll probably be kept private and isn't going to come out before the election. Right. I'm sure you wouldn't want to use your, and I wouldn't want that for that family to like feel like they were political props, but I mean, he let their, I don't know if he let their son die, but he's letting more people die that he didn't act on this. And it was months ago. I saw that there was up in the New York original New York Times article that it was t- up to twenty people who had yeah who the Taliban I had saw killed that, too. that yeah yeah now they're looking at attacks that they didn't really know what might have happened and it seems to match up perfectly with these accusations yeah I also just think that sort of like the American appetite to hear about these like quagmires in the Middle East has run out 
like people are just sort of like, okay, I'm confused. They don't really understand the dynamics of because because it's not as simple as like America versus Russia. It's like exactly. there's a lot of proxies and you pay the Taliban and it goes under the table and it 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 just does it's a little too complicated, I think, to you know, it doesn't have that same ring of like they're taking away our abortion rights or yeah. like police brutality, like where Americans can watch it and be like, I can't believe this is happening in our country. They're sort of like, oh, war is war. Right, exactly. And you have sort of like enemies. I mean, I think most Americans know that Russia is not our friend and doesn't want to be our friend and wants to, actually, most Americans don't know that. <laughs> no, I actually think that they're, just to bring this back to like race again, yeah. I, mm-hmm. I sort of feel like it's easier to villainize you know, Middle Eastern countries because you have, you know, so the Islamophobia, other. not that, not that they're great. Obviously many Middle Eastern countries are horrible on human rights. Yeah. No question there, but like Russia's just as bad, but because, you know, I think people sort of overlook it because they're white. Yeah. I think that's absolutely true. They like, there's just such an othering of I mean, I feel like that was part of justifying the wars that we've had in the Middle East. And it's like stuck, of course. And like, it's not like, I mean, this is not, if, if we were learning that Trump knew that like, if Trump were friendly with like Bashar al-Assad, we wouldn't, I feel like people would be angrier and they would be more obviously enraged. Right. And like you can, we don't need to have the conversation here about whether Russia or Syria is worse. There are terrible abominations happening everywhere and they're both threatening the world order and are threatening to us. But like, Either I think killing people your people have a reaction. Right. Yes. Like if we found out that after Bashar al-Assad did something especially horrible, which he does every day, that Trump like called him and asked to go golfing, I think we would be raising the alarms a little more. But like Putin is happily overseeing the murder of American servicemen and women. Yeah. There's also this belief that like we already won the Cold War. So it's like Russia's, you know, whereas yeah. like these Middle Eastern wars, like we never won them. I mean, mm-hmm. we had the mission accomplished banner, but like we didn't. Right. <laughs> right. Nancy Pelosi said she was like, Russia's still just humiliated that it like botched its proxy war in Afghanistan and they will always be mad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Putin's like biggest uh, motivator from what I've heard, you know, from what I've based on what I've read <laughs> from national security experts, obviously not like from talking. His ex told me. I mean, I'm his therapist, but <laughs> <laughs> But it seems that he is the number one thing he's motivated by is the fact that uh, the USSR fell and he was humiliated. He was a KGB agent. So now he's in, you know, at the FSB. It's the same thing. They, Russia didn't, the USSR didn't change. It just like, you know, they're not like, oh, we it lost. Worked. Okay, I guess we'll just give up and, you know, give the people what they want. Right. Freedom and non-censorship. No, they kept going because those yeah. are their values. <laughs> That's what the country is. Like they're they consolidated into an oligarchy and that's Russia. And if you don't know, like that's why Russia is so obsessed with undermining the United States and the West, because it's like, okay, we didn't win, but let's make sure their way of life loses. Right, because that win. is what they the will... war was. It was about a way of life. Right, right, exactly. But like so much to this, and if you want to hear more about this from a national security expert. Sammy is going to go live with uh, CNN national security analyst, uh, Samantha Vinograd on Thursday at 6 p.m. If you watch CNN, if that's your jam, you have seen Samantha Vinograd. She's all over it. Um, former, worked for the NSC, knows everything about this and these issues. She often goes live with um, Asha Rangapa, who's another CNN analyst. She's going to join us on the sub page with Sammy Thursday at 6. 
I think that I'm excited about that. Big, big night on Thursday. I know. Oh my God. <laughs> a national security live <laughs> yeah. and then a live show. I think you're going to be drunk. I think you're going to have a hangover on Friday. If you start whining during the, during the national security live. I know. It's going to be, and then it's continue. Be a big night. Yeah. I yeah. will, mo- I will modulate my drinking because I don't want to be a fool on the, on America's zoom birthday. Exactly. That's true. She's the fool on her birthday. Let's keep it that yeah. way. <laughs> Let's let America. But um, in terms of other not so shocking yet wild things we're learning about the president, his behavior. So some officials, we're starting to learn more about some of his scary phone calls with world leaders, which is like a fun genre. Um, so specifically, some Trump staffers are saying that the president has become less confident over time and that he poses a danger to the national security of the United States. I mean, same. I don't know. I he mean, less think, about, think about like Barack Obama's hair due to the stress. <laughs> oh, my God. And think about like that on Trump's already weak intellect. Yeah, because none of it comes out on his hair because he continues to dye it. And <laughs> I don't know what the fuck right. he's doing there. You can't see it on the outside, although ugh, I hate uh, that I'm about to say that. I do think he gained weight. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw. I noticed. His health is our concern. Yeah, he does His look health? like he gained some weight. Yeah, he, I mean, every it's quarantine. It's happened to the best of us. Yeah, I mean, he kind of quarantines this. I don't actually think his behavior. <laughs> his executive safe. time is quarantine. Yeah, it's true. His life has not changed at all. He doesn't wear a mask. He still does whatever he wants. No wonder he's not taking this seriously. He golfs like <laughs> it's still the same thing for him. He Whatever. just misses Putin. He just can't hang out with Putin anymore. Right, right. Imagine if they gave Corona to each other and both died. <laughs> Can you imagine? That could absolutely happen. I think it would be the end of cancel culture. <laughs> <laughs> completely, completely. Or there would be like com- terrible violent uprisings in each respective country. And then I, I would I like, like I there would know. be I celebrations. Would, probably, actually. In I think both. we'd all sigh, sigh in relief. Um, but yeah. We all dread the what should we have for dinner question. I mean, I know I do. I love a home-cooked meal, but I don't always have the time, energy, or groceries to make it happen. Being able to feast on a delicious meal without the long prep and cook times is what drew me to Home Chef over the other guys. Home Chef's meals are effortless, so I can spend less time trying to be Top Chef and more time watching it. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week and serves a variety of dietary needs, so you never have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. For a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and and of course, free shipping on your first box. Just go to homechef.com slash fever dream. That's homechef.com slash fever dream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard that right. Homechef.com slash fever dream must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. 
You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. The president is reported using these phone calls to brag about how rich and smart he is and how dumb the previous presidents were. Uh, specific complaints include attacks on ally leaders, specifically women, which we've heard before. Um, apparently, Trump directly said to Angela Merkel that he felt that she was stupid and in the pocket of Russians. Okay, that's just rich. I've never heard a more projective yes. statement than that. I would just love to have seen her reaction. Just like, I am rubber, me? you are glue. <laughs> right. I'm surprised he wasn't like, hey, how did you get to have this job for 15 years? Why can't I do that? (laughs) I mean, he is just, he's decompensating. That's what this is. Like, he's decompensating. You also heard him on on Fox being like, all my friends tell me I'm perfect. And they ask how I'm so perfect. How do you? (laughs) Was that with the Sean Hannity one? I think so. Oh my god! I'm not sure if yeah. it was that one because also in the Sean Hannity one, Sean Hannity asked him like, "Are you gonna? What are you gonna do in your second and term?" He's, he's like, just like, "I'm from Manhattan." He's like, "No one liked me. I figured it out." Uh, it's that awful. is decompensation. It's de- you would take your relative to a fucking neurologist if they acted this <laughs> way. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Like the government would have to pay for where he lives, no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> um, on phone calls with Putin and Erdogan, we already know that he has, like, remember the last time he abandoned our Kurd- Kurdish allies? He definitely did that because Erdogan asked him to. Just like any suspicion you have about Trump is, is accurate. Um, yeah, he's also known to take input from family and friends, uh, take a chart and use it on phone calls, regardless of whether they conflict with the advice of uh, officials. I've heard that he also, like, for one really important thing, he put Jared Kushner in charge in touch with like he likes to put jared kushner in touch with other son-in-laws of world leaders because he thinks that's like effective even if they're not even like related to the to the thing at all or in government that sounds like literally when feudal lords would send like their oh my god i know their offspring to like meet with a different feudal lord to make sure that there was not going to be any war between i, I bet that's where land. they got it i bet that i bet Ivanka read that and was like i think we should try this yeah <laughs> daddy you know what okay wait something else i read is that so he speaks to putin like more than is reported but right Apparently, he speaks to Erdogan the most, which leads me to believe there's something of like, uh, like Putin is Regina George and um, Erdogan is like Karen Smith. Yeah. <laughs> In that he's yeah. like, you know, whenever like, you know, he just, it's like the second best yes. option for who to call. <laughs> right. But he's actually the one who knows how to manipulate that scenario. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, God. I mean, speaking of like, we also learned that there's a warrant for Trump's arrest in Iran. Oh, yes. <laughs> this story, we had to include it because it's just, it's wild that this even happened. Um, in, okay. You may remember January 2nd, second day of the worst year ever. Hopefully, Trump yeah. ordered the killing of Qasem Soleimani, the commander of the Islamic Revolution Guard Corps. This was an action that he took, which at the time I spent a weekend freaking out that we were going to go to war with Iran because this this action was so sort of out of proportion. You know, the American military knew that this was like too much. Yeah. Iran went into days of mourning. Well, wasn't it, it was sweet really- when we were like, oh, Sammy, you stocked up on food. And it was January. Yeah. <laughs> okay, like, I'm silly Sammy. And then like we all needed, we were like, fuck, I should have gotten a, gone to Costco and gotten turkey jerky. I, I still have the turkey jerky. <laughs> I still have the trail mix from the <laughs> Iranian scare. Really, okay. Trump was just trying to give us like a, a trial run for the pandemic. Honestly, you know, I knew shit was going to go bad. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, Yeah. Okay, so back when this happened, it almost launched a huge war. Um, Now we're seven months past it, and Iran has issued arrest warrants to Trump and 35 other people involved in the killing. Um, The attorney general of Tehran said that as soon as his presidency ends, Trump will be prosecuted as if we needed more motivation for him to try to stay president. It's so funny that, like, he's not the only AG who's going to be saying that. Like, everyone else is like, yeah, the second you're done, it's on. There are, like, there's a line... To fucking yeah. arrest him. You have more, you have more people waiting. Line. You have more people waiting. It's like a Trader Joe's line of people <laughs> waiting to arrest the president. At the end right. of the- so, He's ar- like the cauliflower gnocchi of presidents. <laughs> the arrest of Donald Yeah. Yeah. Can't get enough. Can't get enough. So Iran asked Interpol, which is the International Criminal Police Organization, uh, you know, like scary people, to issue a red notice for these 36 people that they're seeking to arrest. A red notice is a big deal. It basically is an international arrest warrant, meaning you could get arrested like wherever they find you. Um, yeah, and they said, but they, Interpol said they're not going to do this because their rules forbid any activities related to politics, military, religion, or race. That seems, what? That seems like a, a lot of crimes involve all those things. Right. What other, what are the things do people fight about? Right. <laughs> Oh, you personal t- quibbles. Right. Like an affair. Like, oh, yeah. like that's not even illegal. Like, what? Right. Are they the ones that like arrested that what, like ambassador or diplomat's wife who hit somebody with her car? Remember that recently? Oh. I feel like that's sort of what they do. I think you're right, if I remember yeah. correctly. But also, there's a book called Red Notice by this guy, Bill mm-hmm. Browder. And you know the Magnitsky Act? So that was named after his lawyer who basically the Russians want it, have been after this guy, Bill Browder. He has a lawyer named Sergei Magnitsky. They ki- the Russians killed Magnitsky in prison because he was trying to defend Bill Browder. And that is the, the Magnitsky Act basically in response to them killing this lawyer put sanctions on people who were involved with that um, with, against human rights offenders and they'll try to freeze their assets. Um, obviously Putin doesn't like the Magnitsky act and he has it out for Bill Browder. He apparently Putin tried to get Interpol to arrest Bill Browder once or a few times even. Um, but that's a whole interesting thing. This book called this book, Red Notice. Um, that was kind of like almost my intro into this world of sketchy Putin shit. That's very interesting to know. That must've had a real impact. 
yeah, it, it, it was from like years ago. It wasn't even mm-hmm. during, I think it, it came out before the administration. Like, wow. That, and I think that that's kind of like why people kind of go after like Obama because he wasn't paying attention yeah. to all this shit that was happening in Russia. And Mitt Romney was like, Russia's our greatest geopolitical foe. And we were like, go back to the Cold War, idiot. I know. I and know. now we're like, you're our favorite Republican. So I know. Things change. <laughs> things have changed. Wow. I'm excited to see what uh, Samantha has to say about this. The Samanthas? The other Samantha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Uh, We're also going to touch on the Kentucky primary results today, but it looks like they're too close for us to talk about. Um, Amy McGrath was inching ahead and then falling behind. As of this morning, she was ahead by a couple points with – they both had about 44%, and they still needed to count about 7,200 votes, which is quite a lot. Um, AP still has it up and down, so – Super exciting. We'll find out maybe by the end of today if that goes to Amy McGrath or uh, Charles Booker to to vie for Mitch McConnell. See, yesterday I was so mad at Mitch McConnell. I posted like so many things mad at Mitch McConnell. But uh, in any event, Jamal Bowman has defeated Elliot Engel in New York, which is really cool. Um, is that why when you were mad about Mitch McConnell, is that why you said that I should make a TikTok about um, yes. the sketchy things that he and Elaine Chow um, yes, because, because I was thinking to myself, like, what's the most effective way? Because it's like, if we want Mitch McConnell out, yeah, we can all like give our money. And we love talking about adopt a state to like try to get those Senate races won. But like, if I can't vote in Kentucky, like really it's mainly Kentucky voters who get to decide. So I was thinking like more people should know what he does. Like his wife's the transportation secretary and they really collude together to try to get resources to Kentucky but like K- Kentuckians probably like that. So I don't know like, if that's, that's good, good or bad, you know, like it's a bad in the national context, but it could be exactly why Kentuckians are like, yeah, exactly. Because he gets us contracts all the time. Amanda, I think they call that bribery. Yes. So if we don't want bribery, <laughs> we probably don't want Mitch McConnell. Well, also he is not that love beloved in Kentucky no. either. Um, right. People really hate him. I don't think he's beloved anywhere. No, um, just by Elaine. I will. Yeah. Um, I will. I will eventually make a TikTok about that. I yeah. don't know if I should do it closer to the election, though. Yeah, for sure, definitely. I think maybe it might be right. more effective, especially in the context of looking at how small Kentucky is compared to other places, and how much resources they get from the transportation. I don't know. I'm just saying, if somebody wanted to look at that, they could look. Right, like how much transportation is really happening and you still don't have a tunnel between Long Island and Westchester? Come on. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Well, this is what happened when, like, I think Cuomo and was mad at Mitch McConnell because he was like, hey, we, we pay for this whole joint. You understand? Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't do anything. Us in California. Yep, yep. <sighs> so much to talk about in the next 125 days. And buy tickets to the Betches live show, betches.co slash live. Until the return of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Fishbine. This is the Betches Sup Podcast. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to sup at betches.com. Betches.